0: Welcome back to The Drip, the podcast where four academics sit around and discuss great books. Uh, each episode will feature a free-flowing conversation about one book, and in this case, actually a movie and a book, that leads us to a broader conversation about race, culture, and politics, and all the things that keep us gabbing wherever we're hanging out. Um, I'm Anita, the sh- host for the show, and I teach in the Educational Studies Department, I don't- at Carleton College. I forgot where I teach.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I also teach at Carleton College. This is Adriana Estel, and I teach English and American Studies.
2: And this is Crystal Motz and I teach African-American History at Macalester College. And I'm
3: Todd Lawrence. I teach African-American Literature and Culture, Cultural Studies, and Folklore in the English department at the University of St. Thomas.
0: All right so in this special bonus episode for January We're talking about the recent movie adaptation of James Baldwin's 1974 novel, If Beale Street Could Talk. Barry Jenkins directs this new movie, which stars the amazing Kiki Lane, Regina, uh, Regina King, and Stephen James.
2: You ready for this? I've never been more ready for anything in my whole life. You know I love you, no matter what happens. Honey, there's something I gotta tell you.
0: Barry Jenkins, if you don't know him, you should, because he also directed the amazing movie Moonlight and older movie Medicine for Melancholy. And spoiler alert, whether we're talking about books or movies, we will discuss everything in the book or the movie. So just, you know, we do call ourselves the All Spoilers Collective. Mm-hmm. So make sure that you've seen the movie at least, and hopefully also have read the book. So and consider this your perpetual, universal, all-encompassing spoiler alert. So since it is a book and a movie, I guess one of the things I've been thinking about, partly because I honestly read the book like two hours, I finished reading the book two hours before I saw the movie, (laughs) so it's like very present in my mind, and thinking about the ways in which, right, Barry Jenkins is kind of thinking about what it means to make a movie set in the 1970s, but releasing it in 2018, and I guess one of the things that I was thinking about, partly given the moment that we're in, and kind of thinking about the Me Too movement, kind of how he handles this one like the big thing in the novel is about the false accusation of rape against Fanny, But how do you kind of think about the woman who is raped, right? To kind of think about Victoria. So that was one of the big things I was thinking about and I was curious about how people thought Victoria was depicted and in relationship to obviously the big injustice that Fani is mm-hmm. facing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. So this is like a really difficult question. And, um, you know, we got to start off with first the fact that know this is the film is based on a book which was first published in 1974 Mm -hmm. Um, the sort of landscape of sexual politics was different then and so um, and I also think that you know when we're sort of thinking about this situation you know in the context of the me too moment um, that we have to think of the ways that race played into this Mm -hmm. in, in Baldwin sort of portraying this in 1974 and I think um, one thing that's, imp- that's I think is important is that like, his concern in 1974, one of his big concerns is police brutality mm-hmm. and, poli- mm-hmm. and the in- mm-hmm. sort of unjust actions of police um, against black men in particular in, uh, in Harlem or in New York City. And so, you know, there's a whole sort of history. I mean, Chris, you probably talk about this as a historian. I mean, there's a whole history of false allegations of Mm -hmm. rape against black Mm -hmm. men, you know, going basically all the way back to, you know, basically emancipation, Mm -hmm. Um, that becomes, I mean, if you want to read Ida B. Wells, you know, the red record, which is a a sort of a great sort of um, indictment of the, the, the lie of Mm -hmm. the black man as the, as a, as a essentially a, a perpetrator of rape of white women. Um, so I think that's something we got to think about Victoria
0: is Puerto Rican, not white, which I also thought was interesting. Yeah,
3: that's true. That's true. Well, I think, um, I think, uh, that, you know, well, we have to think about that Ra- yeah, race, race mm-hmm. definitely plays, it complicates mm-hmm. things. Let's just put it that way, that it definitely complicates things. I'm not sure I have an answer mm-hmm. to how we should think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, maybe you guys would have something. Um, to add to
1: that I mean I guess I would add and I will just you know like be super honest here and admit that I did not read the whole novel I've read the first couple of chapters um,
3: we didn't even say we were going to right we said we were we, going we we to we watch,
1: were gonna watch the movie yeah. and I had this hope right of fitting so in so she, also she's reading she's okay the novel not like I'm not failing <laughs> entirely I'm just you know like I mean but the inner guilt and shame <laughs> <laughs> Um, but but like thinking about the movie itself, what's fascinating to me is that it really sets up from the beginning, and I think this is true to what I've read of the book so far. Tisha's absolute conviction, and you see it um, through her eyes that there's no way that he could have done this. Mm-hmm. She knows him; she knows him mm-hmm. deeply. Mm-hmm. Um, they are uh, united, and like they are a kind of intertwined in these really beautiful and interesting ways. And what that means, they were
0: literally together that night. Mm-hmm. Right, um, w- with Daniel. Right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. what? But sorry, I was like, okay. I was trying to I'm, remember whether it was
3: just. But you're, you're kind you not of that metaphorical of that. thing. Or yeah, no, was, I'm talking okay. about a metaphorical yeah. thing, yeah.
0: Yeah. right?
1: Like she just deeply knows him. Yeah. She knows, like, even if it were physically possible for him to have right. been okay. here, okay. there, okay. Yeah. like, there's not no. It's he could do. exactly. He's not capable mm-hmm. He is not capable of it. it is not who he is, and given all of that. It is really interesting to me that, um, you know, in the movie, we get this really, uh, like, just sympathetic, empathetic depiction of Victoria herself, mm-hmm. of, like, under, like uh, the mother, you know, and Tish at some point talk about, you know, you don't make up something like this. So it was not mm-hmm. funny, but something did happen right. to her, mm-hmm. right? right. right. Um, and um, that is a really tricky line to Mm -hmm. wander through. So what's interesting to me also that happens, and I feel like I still haven't sorted through this with the movie, is, you know, the mom goes to Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. There is a way in which she extends over there to try and get Victoria to admit that, like, Fonny is innocent. Um, What the trip does instead is actually kind of um, trigger Victoria, right, Mm -hmm. and send her into, Mm -hmm. like, deeper um, anxiety and Mm -hmm. pain and that, it was such a painful set of scenes to watch mm-hmm. because it is women hurting women because of the system right. um, in, in which, you know, like this cop pulls mm-hmm. over Fani, mm-hmm. and there's no chance for him to assert his innocence at any right. point right. in the process.
3: Right, right, yeah, I think that's, that's a really important point is that, you know, Victoria, <clears throat> um, Fonny, Tish... Um, the, mom. The, mom, the mom, they're all hurt because of the policeman and because of the, right. the injustice of the of police tactics. And I don't think anyone ever, I mean, they talk about this a couple of different times. Um, do we think that nothing happened to her? No, we think something happened to her. Right. We think she was attacked. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but the way that the police go about the investigation they have influenced it so that she's chosen the wrong person right? <laughs> right um and so that's that's really important i mean i think i don't know man it's a it's a it's a tough question i mean i think i wanted to say too you know um, yeah. part of this ha- i think has to do i mean james baldwin is not known for his, his female characters <laughs> um uh black puerto rican white otherwise um and there have been uh, quite a quite a lot of um, articles been written about his, uh, let's say, lack of adeptness at, at <laughs> portraying um, women in his novel. So, um, you know, he I think he does... There are things in, this, in the book, you know, that leads to the movie that he does really brilliantly, and then there are some things mm-hmm. where you're sort of like... Uh, and then there are things, like, that the movie can't do because it doesn't have time to do so. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, like, uh, specifically the... Um, Fanie's mother mm-hmm. who in the movie is just sort of shown as a monster I think right and I yeah. the book doesn't do that I mean she's she's I mean, she's pretty severely yeah. drawn, but there's a there's a lot more sort of backstory
2: but, to it. Yeah, I think. And in you, the like, back. Yeah. Go I'm ahead. Sorry, I was gonna say the backstory he gives kind of paints a picture of the religious context yeah. that right. from which she comes out of, and you kind of see that in the movie. But if you know anything about James Baldwin's writing, you know he's always kind of reflecting on and and thinking about and critiquing in many mm-hmm. ways, kind of the austerity of some black Christians, mm-hmm. right? And so yeah, that yeah. comes up again in this but you kind of taught entirely that since you don't get that in the movie like yeah. you don't get the scene where uh Fonny and Tish are going to church mm-hmm. with um with his mother and what happens in church as everyone around them gets the holy ghost mm-hmm. and and that response and also um the kind of way Some black church women perform, Mm -hmm. you know, while in church, even performing that they've gotten the Holy Spirit. So you don't get any of that kind of religious um, context. And then what you just get is that, oh, you know, oh, his mother and the sisters are monsters. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I think that that,
3: I I, I think that scene can be so powerful. And it's it's powerful in the film, but it's yeah. I think it's even more powerful mm-hmm. in the novel because mm-hmm. you've got everything that sort of leads up to, to it, that. the background on the yeah. sisters and and the mother, yeah. like you say. And mm-hmm. and that character, uh, Fonny's mother, reminds me so much of another character from James Baldwin, which is um, uh, Gabriel Grimes in, mm. in uh, Go Tell on the Mountain, mm-hmm. who is a, a, a male character, but is equally as inflexible and sort of like s- uh, self-pious and all these sorts of things that lead to this really objectionable behavior. But you, you, in both cases, you get a sort of sense of what drives that behavior, right. as opposed to she just shows up through the door and <laughs> acts like a terrible, terrible person. <laughs> yeah.
0: And to be fair to James Baldwin, I was trying to remember whether that scene when um, Tish and her sister are at that coffee shop, right? And like her sister is like insisting, not ins- insisting, right? Like to remember that she was raped, right? Like she's mm-hmm. not lying about that. Mm-hmm. But it also is in the novel in 119. Um, and she says, um, so like they're sitting down and having a drink and Tish says, what are you trying to tell me? It was suddenly very frightened. Listen, I don't think that we need to get to, we can get her to change her testimony. You've got to understand she's not lying. Mm -hmm. What are you trying to tell me? What the fuck do you mean? She's not lying. Will you listen to me, please? Of course she's lying. We know she's lying, but she's not lying. As far as she's concerned, Fani raped her and that's that. And now she hasn't got to deal with it anymore. It's over for her. If she changes her testimony, she'll go mad or become another woman. Mm -hmm. And you know how Mm -hmm. often people go mad and how rarely they change, Mm -hmm. right? So I think it's this notion Mm -hmm. of, like, she's not lying about the fact that she was raped, right? right? Like So I think Mm -hmm. even in the novel, she is given that. So in some, you know, so I think that was, I was trying to remember whether it was, like, in the novel Mm -hmm. or not. And I feel like it definitely is emphasized in the movie, Mm -hmm. too, right? That it's, like, it's not that we don't believe that she wasn't raped, that we're not discrediting her. Right. That that part of her truth, mm-hmm. right? Even though obviously mm-hmm. we're trying to, you know, right. they're trying to discredit the fact that it was funny, and I thought that was important. Well, and
1: what's interesting was we actually get this kind of like, uh, I mean, we were talking before uh, we started recording about like um, our different memories of how <laughs> Victoria comes up in the movie, yeah, of when right. her first appearances and when she gets introduced as kind of like this, um, like note of anxiety, right? Like mm-hmm. we, she's going to be um, the kind of like. Uh, She is the genesis of something that goes wrong, right? But. At some point in the movie, we also get told a backstory for her, right? That she married this white guy right. mm-hmm. who brought her to New York and yeah. who abandoned her basically exactly. after having a couple of kids, yes. yeah. right? So we like we get a, like a really interesting parallel story for her mm-hmm. um, that we are getting for Fani mm-hmm. of a particular kind of exploitation mm-hmm. and yes. refusal to like engage these racialized bodies, you know, yes. within this white elite New York mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. so when I started like listening to the novel on Audible um, one thing that struck me is like the stuff that of course that didn't come up in the movie because there's no space in the movie mm-hmm. right, right the stuff right. that has to get ca- you know cut mm-hmm. out and one of them was like this not monologue exactly of Tisha's, but like she goes off on a tear about like how terrible New York is right, <laughs> right how it's just right, the right. worst <laughs> city right <laughs> there might be like really bad cities out there but New York is just <laughs> the worst <laughs> Um, And, um, you know, going back to the title of the book and to how the movie sets it up, it really, like, uh, reminds me of how much of, uh, you know, this story is talking about uh, the way in which white supremacy and white power are located in particular places and built in and kind of, like, um, channeled through them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: This is, so page nine, and she says, like, wandering around New York City, I guess, with her parents or her dad. And there were great days and we were always very happy. But that was because of our father, not because of the Mm -hmm. city. It was because we knew our father loved us. Now I can say, because I certainly know it now, the city didn't. Mm -hmm. They looked at us as though we were zebras. And you know some people like zebras and some people don't. But nobody ever asked Mm -hmm. a zebra. Mm -hmm. It's true that I've seen, I haven't seen much of other cities. But I swear that New York must be the ugliest and dirtiest city in the world. It must have Mm -hmm. the ugliest buildings and the nastiest people. And it's got to have the worst cops. Yeah,
1: Yeah. exactly. So, so early on, right? You know, it gets set up. Mm -hmm. And what's different for me about the movie is because we start out with the camera loving Mm Fonny and Tish, right? Like, that camera just wants to, like... Shower them in this beautiful light. Mm-hmm. To, in spite of the ugliness of the city, kind of see their beauty yeah, and think
3: their you love. Get a sense of the ugliness. you do. No, no, I don't think you do. I no. Think no. You do. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, yeah, the camera does that. not care about the city. Yeah, and it's it not only it's
2: not only the camera. It's the the music, like the oh. soaring yeah. the oh. orchestras. The music just... is so good. <laughs> yeah, it is so good. Well, it's in the background of their togetherness. You hear this romantic or I don't even know if it's romantic but just well, like the yeah. the yeah. background music that to me as I was listening was thinking like this music means so much because typically this is like the music you get when it's like a white couple mm. but you're ah. getting that you're getting <laughs> it for this like young mm. black couple hmm. um, yeah and so it just felt so even, even more important mm. what the sound was doing. Hmm. And,
1: and what's interesting, again, like this is probably the last time I'll bring up the novel. Mm-hmm. Uh, since like I didn't get to no, read that no, far. They <laughs> probably won't. Be. <laughs> but, so what was fascinating? This is not to what you should me. do
0: students <laughs> <That
1: way I>. <laughs> <laughs> Read the whole novel. That's what we should say. But what I found fascinating is, um, Tish is so clear about thinking about her in general, ugliness right she mm-hmm. says like, I'm i i'm not even i'm plain i'm not pretty yeah. but yeah. fanny you know sees me right mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. um and so the movie like pays attention to you know the kind of heart of that you know meaning there mm-hmm. right which mm-hmm. is uh we get their love for each other as the central protagonist
0: yeah. In, yeah. in the
1: movie, yeah. I would yeah. say.
0: And I think yeah. speaking of language, right, like, since I read this, like, a couple hours before I finished, I was kind of wondering about how, right, there's, like, so many passages in here that yeah. is so beautifully written, right. right? And it's a lot of is like, her mm-hmm. love for funny, but even mm-hmm. other things, right, like the scenes in which she talks about her family mm-hmm. and, like, the tenderness with which, like, her parents, like, hold her. And I was like, how is he going to translate this into like, a movie, and I I think think he he does does it it brilliantly. And it's, like, such a beautiful movie, (laughs) just in terms of, like, how they look, how... You know, definitely the music, well, but even yeah. the city. I think I agree. Yeah. Like I'd forgotten yeah. that. Like mm-hmm. she had said that about New York, because it's like New York looks so beautiful. <laughs> and like cool. through their eyes, right? There's like that scene through yeah. yeah. their eyes, like because exactly. like after they get the yeah. house or whatever, they're right. to run on that street. Yes. Again, and he, like lifts her yeah. up. <laughs> it's it is like totally and it is like the cheesy, white couple yeah. thing, yeah. but yeah. it's beautiful because right. it's a statement about black love right. and right. the face of the right, like state violence and all kinds of violence. Right.
3: you know we often. Well, first of all, you get very few, like, um, really sort of empathetic depictions of black love in film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when you do, you see it broken. You see right. it like people be victimized yeah. and it can't. I mean, I used to sort of think, like, um, is is it that, you know, black uh, black, black couples can't survive because the pressures of the sort of social political historical pressures of them are mm. so so intense that it just uh destroys hmm. their um, relationships and of course that's not true i mean the mm-hmm, part about mm-hmm, the pressures mm-hmm. true right. but the part about you know that they can't survive that and so we see hmm. a relationship that is under tremendous pressure but mm-hmm. still survives and even yep. flourishes right
2: mm-hmm.
3: and the, i think you know the camera <laughs> is so um like i don't even I, i'm trying to think of like the first time i ever saw two black people making love on camera mm. in a non exploitative way. way yeah mm. and i don't i'm not even sure what movie that might have been i mean i can't remember right, right now but right. this one does it, mm-hmm. it i mean it it's, yeah. it's absolutely like you know and how many times do you get to see i think this is something that spike lee does sometimes where mm-hmm. he just does these montages of black montages of black faces mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you get to actually just see black people look at their faces, dwell on their faces. Mm. Um, He he did this in Black Klansman. He does Mm. it in Malcolm X. He does it in all kinds of movies. Mm. You get a little bit of that here, but you mainly get the frame on the faces of the characters Mm. lingering. Put their whole face in the frame. You know, where you can just look at them. And partially it's because, like what you were saying, that... You know, Fani and I have this. Fani is beautiful. Like he's about the most beautiful. handsome person. Yeah, I mean they're just both really beautiful, but beautiful, I don't know, like sort of taken by Fani myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like that guy's amazing. Like, I think I would give like my arm to look like that guy. And that guy's unbelievably handsome, and she is too. I read absolutely, and but I mean. So to, to be able to kind of, like, linger and revel in that yeah. and the kind of way that the film is colored and, like, mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. what they wear. They wear such, yeah. like, cool clothes mm-hmm. it doesn't seem mm-hmm. affected or anything, you know? I'm just
0: laughing because I remember Crystal's um, comment about the hate you give about lighting and, like, you know, like, thinking right. about, like, dark-skinned, like, mm-hmm. black folks, right? Yeah. I feel like right. thinking yeah. about how that movie doesn't do it so well all the time, but, yeah. you yeah. know, just yeah. how, mm-hmm. like, you can notice it, right? Like, yeah. and you notice how beautifully this movie's even, done because of that.
3: Even when they're in, you know, like, they're, you know, this dark... Uh, Apartment. exactly and Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. This sort of di- it's like you see them yeah. you know right. so he's yeah. just meticulous right. about right. what he wants you to see and mm-hmm. and how you how you should be able to see it um and you know i don't know like the strength the both the strength yeah. and the vulnerability of yeah. black families yeah. you know so you have one black family that, um, you know, really perseveres through all of this for, you know, because of the love they have for each other. You have another family that's that's it's uh, much less, you know, stable or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if I want to say... So I want to say one thing, which is that this is probably my least favorite Baldwin mm-hmm. novel. Um, and I, And it's actually one that's been criticized a lot. Like, a lot of people say it's too sentimental. He gets mm. the voice of the of tish wrong and things like that Mm -hmm. so i've I've seen a lot of criticisms of this novel um but i think you know aside from another country this novel is probably the novel that most explicitly expresses probably the most important idea of all of his writing which is love the power of love Mm -hmm. to transform Mm -hmm. and uh, connect and transform people yeah. across distances and so and in even within communities or collectively yeah. and you which, see that yeah weird. which yeah. i
0: feel like which is kind of one of the things that I miss from the movies actually the relationship that they both have with Daniel in the book oh yeah it's so amazing yeah. right and I feel like he comes, you know, he keeps coming back to their apartment, and there's, like, this beautiful line that he, like, repeats, right? It's, like, sometimes Fonny he held him, sometimes I held him, mm-hmm. and he cried. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's kind of underplayed in the movie, like, his story. It's only once. Yeah. It's yeah. only once, he comes and, like, to. he doesn't quite get to, like, everything that he, like, yeah. talks right. about in terms of, like, being in prison here. And, I mean, again, like, I guess there were things to cut out, and I understand that. Right. Um, but I wish that there had been a little bit more of that in the movie, just because I think partly it's also then yeah. you understand why the family is so terrified that Fanny's in jail, right? I mean, other than just like it's he's in jail, yeah, and that's right. terrible, but it's right. like the violence and right. sort of the the kinds of things that like Daniel describes in the book, right? And right, and, and so right, so, know, so like you that lose was, that, but you yeah.
1: also lose the fact, and I. I mean, I'll take it because black love on the big screen, like in the way that they did it, in the way that Barry Jenkins films it, is beautiful. Yeah. But you lose the fact that that love is actually expansive, yes. right? Right, yes. right. Yes.
2: Um, and, and I think you kind of you kind of get it because you see it in Tisha's family, right? Mm-hmm. So it's true. not true, just true. kind of black romantic love, but it's kind of you know black you know the love of black family, Regina King, the is love so good. of black Gina women, yeah. Um, yeah, with each yeah. other, especially. Um, you know, Tisha and her mom and her sister. And her sister I mean, yeah. you know, you, you get it in um, in that sense. But I think you do miss it um, in the scene in the one scene that we get when Daniel returns. I mean, it's not yeah. really enough to kind of see how that develops within that that right. particular relationship.
0: Because but- I think it also got at the. Right, sort of this notion of black men being targeted, right? I mean, I think there's a little bit of that in the movie in terms of, like, Daniel also was falsely accused, right? Right. Like, he was arrested for, like, a false charge Charge. and he was put into jail for two years, right, right, for, like, something he didn't do. Um, And I guess that is in the movie, but I feel like... Maybe it's not Steal as emphasized, a car, right? or maybe. Right, 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 right. right. Um, but I was curious about obviously in the other thing, and you sort of talked about Tisha's voice, you thought in the novel being more politicized. Yeah. Right? But there's like these scenes in the movie that are kind of, um, you know, like there's like those black and white scenes that sort of like interrupt the movie. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. I was sort of yes. curious about whether, I don't know, what did you think of? that and like his use of like documentary style oh yeah, yeah like, like, like scenes the, to kind of talk about
3: to bring these in larger structures
1: yeah. yeah i don't remember I, those as well was...
3: i thought i do i thought yeah. uh, about those uh, really specifically because mm-hmm. and partially because um actually um, when lucia my partner and i went to see it mm-hmm. we were which so we drove to amc's 42, or whatever it is up there in Roseville. I don't have screens, it hasn't. Uh-huh. Um, and we were. <laughs> we were <laughs> That's some big 137. Chain movie. <laughs> Theaters. But um, we, on the radio, so it was like a 10 o'clock showing or something. We were listening on, on the radio. Uh, Michelle Alexander was on the radio. Oh. And it was a talk that she gave in 2013 here in the Twin Cities at actually St. Thomas. And, um, we, I was
1: hearing him that on the radio at the same time. Yeah, so there you go. We were
3: sitting in the car, <laughs> oh, so we got there a little early and wow. we heard it on the way up and we sat in the car and we listened to her talk about that. Yeah. And then we go into the movie. Hmm. And um, you can see that, you know, he's trying to sort of, I mean, in 1974, the emphasis is uh, police brutality, right. um, you know, crooked police, right. you know, a crooked right. system that right. puts people, but you don't have a mass incarceration problem in 1974 yes. to the extent that you have right. it today, yes. right? right? Or it's so not visible to people, it's not as, Yeah, so the, the, you get this shift to, like, yeah. this now yeah. it, we yeah. really need to make a, a, an emphasis right. on being that. in jail, the warehousing of black men in mm. jail for, you yeah. know. So it's, it's hmm. a natural kind of... Um, You know, like uh, emphasis or accentuation, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it's just a little bit different uh, emphasis, I think. And so, I think he's doing that, which maybe
0: helps me think differently about that about the added last scene, right? Because in the book, the book ends with the birth of the baby, right, and that's it. Mm. But then they make up that whole scene where, like, the baby is like six, seven years old. I can't remember, right? right? And they go visit him, and then there's like that quick point about how plea deals happen. So that's interesting. I thought I was like really puzzled by why. He added that in there, I thought but that makes what, sense. Yeah.
2: But then also, the, the movie ends on also the little boy doing the prayer. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. and 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 Fani looks at Tish like, <laughs> oh, interesting. And she looks at him back like, and you all can't see my facial expressions, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Please <laughs> you see the movie. So um, what did you what did what do you think? Uh, I, I mean I was conflicted about that because. I saw it as kind of again this an, another critique on both well, a, a, a comment on the limits but also the possibilities of black faith right And mm-hmm. that um, earlier you know we get we get this this comment that oh you know, black Christianity taken to the extreme could yield a person like Fani's mother. Yeah. Right, but that's still in the face of all that they're going through. There still needs to be some type of faith in mm-hmm. something. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and so and so you still have to instill in in children faith and hope and belief. Hmm. And we are seeing kind of that through. You know, I think that's absolutely. True. And do you
0: think Fani's like face is like the director critiquing that, or what did you make of like his? Or, I mean or maybe it's his family history of religion too obviously yeah but, all
2: of that yeah well, it's,
3: I don't think that that i mean that that um kind of tension that you described there is pretty typical for baldwin's writing mm-hmm. okay. i mean baldwin you know is uh he's pretty all of much... that
0: tension is made up in the scene that's a yeah, no, scene. yeah no i yeah, yeah. I know that but mm-hmm. I think
3: I wonder if he's Sort of Interesting. reflecting Interesting. Mm-hmm. that kind of tension because yeah. Baldwin, you know, comes out of the church. But one of the things mm. that he hates is fundamentalism mm-hmm. and kind of that sort of inflexibility okay. of certainty. Right. But he right. never, I mean, he left the church because, you know, he's gay and mm. and he, he felt like he was lying when he was in the pulpit. I mean, he was a child <laughs> preacher, you know, right. from 13 to 17. Um, but he left the church but he never left the church right, right? like mm-hmm. everything he wrote his whole life yeah. you know the titles of the books are from the bible mm-hmm. or the characters names are from the bible he's always right. quoting the bible okay. i mean mm. so he's his his work is just like in just shot through with with um, Christianity, mm-hmm. um, and I think maybe you might call him like a cultural Christian, even mm-hmm. though I don't yeah. think he believes. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think yeah. that scene kind of reflects yeah. that mm-hmm. kind of tension mm-hmm. that's in his own, you know, in all of his work. I think. Yeah.
1: But but what about like the rest of it, right? Like, so yeah. why do we have this scene still in the jail? Why is the kid, you know, six or seven, right? Like, what does that add to? Well, why did Jenkins feel like that was an important scene to add right. to finalize the story? Did you
0: read it as not whole? hopeful because I thought I read it as hopeful given where the book ends. exactly like, and know, I read it as like, read oh,
1: not hopeful not I, I didn't know. read it as hopeful
3: it. as he's gonna get out of jail anytime soon exactly I mean, it just seemed like that this is their reality totally. as a right. family with them but hopefully
0: in like the at least like life goes on and the child has grown up like yeah. I don't know like but the
3: book don't you think that the, the book, book ends them? with a much more hopeful um, hmm. sense of he, he yeah. like I openness? think it's you don't even know whether he's out or not, right? At the end of the book.
0: No, like, no, no. It just ends like when the baby is born.
3: Yeah, so you don't... He yeah. could be out. I mean, it says... The not? last
0: paragraph says, Fanny's working on the wood, on the stone, yeah. whistling, smiling, and from far away, becoming nearer, the baby cries and cries and cries and cries and cries and cries and cries, cries like it means to wake the dead. And that's the end. See,
3: I See, that I, seems really hopeful. Yeah, I, I huh. definitely read that as hopeful.
2: No. I mean, I, when I left the movie, I was just... I couldn't get past the fact that, okay, yeah, this is about black love, but black love still is... Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Is being... Contained. Contained. And, yeah, disciplined. It, yeah, mm-hmm. right, in that it's it it did not triumph. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, Which yeah. is, I don't you think that's more, um, that is appropriate to the present moment... Yeah. You know, with this emphasis on mass incarceration. Yes. I mean, right. you know, the yes. statistics in 2018, one of four black men right. in prison right. is not what it was in, oh. in, in yeah. I 1974. Anita brought statistics. Oh, yeah. you
0: well, this is actually, it's this, um, the way it's done as the lifetime likelihood of imprisonment of U.S. residents born in 2001. So for black men, it's actually one
2: in three. One in three. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and yeah, exactly. I think that speaks to our contemporary moment. But I think what I've wanted from this movie, I've want again. I mean, it's my central critique critique about all of the things that we've either read or saw that kind of uses realism. Mm-hmm. Um, like yes, we have to be realistic about what the contemporary or whatever the. The reality is that the that the work is trying to treat, but if you are kind of a writer or a creative, why wouldn't you imagine something else, like another possibility? And so I was especially if you're gonna make up an ending. if you're gonna make it if you're gonna make up an ending. And so I was just like distraught yeah. that the movie ended with them like making do with him being in jail, mm-hmm. making do with you know this you know what the family had become with him eating like garbage you know I just I which yeah which makes me like think about and even like those documentary scenes that are like put in there
0: like is his imagined audience white Right, like, mm. is if it's about mm. teaching mm. people that this is happening mm. and this is the history and this, so? I don't know. Like, your question mm. just made me. I mean, yeah. your like comment just made me think of that. Yeah. Right, like, who needs to be destroyed? And maybe mm-hmm. it's not the white people who are destroyed because which is like get... actually takes me back to like mm-hmm. Lehman's book where he's like. You know, like, this notion of, like, Mm -hmm. I keep writing... What is it, something about, like, we keep hoping that, like, white people will learn and they never do? do. Um, Right, right. But anyway, I don't don't know. I mean, mean, you could disagree with that. I'm just curious No, I mean, I guess I was just...
3: I thought that I didn't feel like this was a a film that... I mean, I felt like this was a film for me. Okay. You know, I did Mm. did feel like it was a film for Mm. a black audience in, you know, structurally speaking, like, formally speaking, like, Mm. all the things that we talked about. Yeah the way that black people are, mm-hmm. they look in the film, the way that, mm-hmm. you know, all those sorts of things. But I think also the, the message, I mean, this message about incarceration as a crisis and what it does to families, even when they love each other this much, mm-hmm. um, to me rang really true. You know, like, I don't know that many stories about... You know that have to do with incarceration yeah. that end with people. I mean, right. this, this is pretty rare that right. you get out. You right? Know? You no, 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 go, that's
0: true. But is it a message? Like you knew that though, right? Going. That's
3: why this movie. felt real to me. You know, because like right. you know, the, the the people that I know in prison from my family aren't getting out anytime that's soon. True. And right. so there is no. You don't celebrate. You celebrate. You they get out and you celebrate, and then they're back in. Yeah. So you're saying
1: something like that's slightly different than Crystal, but I think it's really. you know, corroborative with it, which is in writing a different kind of ending would actually maybe ring very false mm-hmm. in this historical moment. Yeah, yeah. I think If it just so. ended with the baby being right. born. Yeah. Yeah. And so we want yeah. that. But, right. you know, like, and the way you put it was all of this fiction that strives towards realism. Right. Mm-hmm. Because where we do get these stories that try to, like, you know, if we go to N.K. Jemison yeah. or we, you know, like the e-viewing stuff we were reading, right. Right? Right. right? Like, where it's not about telling, like, what's happening now, but, imagining right. like what you know where are these
2: convenient. worlds in the mm-hmm. yeah yeah
3: well and i think you know maybe there's there's you know it's like uh you know i used to learn in a world religions classes something like many paths to the top of the mountain right mm-hmm. like if you're trying mm-hmm. to uh, you know tell the truth through your art there are different right. ways to get there right like mm-hmm. they're um, a, a, a book that is realism that is trying to sort of um Tell you the truth through a kind of accurate portrayal or something like that, or something that rings true. That's one way. And then you have, you know, like I don't think uh, anyone would say, you know, uh, Octavia Butler's book *Kindred* is is stupid because that couldn't happen, right? Like okay. that that imagination. You know what I'm saying? Like, would. yeah,
2: <laughs> Crystal is taking off her earrings
3: right now. my <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Uh, nice. But I, I think that, you know, like they're are different ways of getting at the same thing, which is truth. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you know, like we're we're on this right. Like I think the end of the novel, I always read the end of the novel as he's out, yeah. and yeah. this is a this okay. is like their love, their love sort of broke this broke his chains, right? Yeah. But it, I don't think in in the present moment yeah. that that seems real. I because everybody yeah. loves their people yeah. that are in prison, and they're still in prison.
0: Right. I mean, it ends with his. Right dad dying right well Killing himself well there's the trauma right uh, yeah. Fani's dad yeah. And, yeah. yeah um and then it says does Fani know um and then it's like how are you feeling is so, she having the baby so right, but in goes. that sense
3: like you never gain something without losing something mm-hmm. i mean you mm-hmm. know this is this this is what this is what white america does to black people is grinds them down and destroys them and or tries to destroy them mm-hmm. but you try to resist it and love is one way but it doesn't yeah. solve all problems right and mm-hmm. and
2: I think that that kind of message is I, it, I think is especially relevant for this moment where I think you know we have a group of folks who say they're concerned about social social justice and they say we just have to love each other more mm-hmm. right and what this film is saying yeah. that. You know, love is not going to change a structure that right. you know mm-hmm. that brutalizes mm-hmm. Black mm-hmm. people yeah. in that. Incarceration. Yeah, this love
1: is beautiful. It deserves, mm-hmm. it, you know, like us understanding it, and knowing it, so but it can't actually structure. right Interesting. compensate, Interesting. Right, yeah, okay. change, and I think the world. You know, if you're talking yeah. about
3: that's a good point from James Baldwin's perspective. I mean, he talks about this in the Fire Next Time that when he talks about love or when he tries to portray right. love it's not just like yeah. this sort of empty
2: mm-hmm. emotion mm-hmm. Yeah. it's a
3: kind of um transformative love that begins with the self it begins with the sort of interrogation of the self yeah. and a sort of um being open and honest like he basically yeah. you know one of his biggest things is that um like he has this great quote let me see if i can get it right you know where he's talking about white people and he says you know It is not permissible that the authors of destruction should also be innocent. It is the innocence which constitutes the crime. And that is all about basically white people denying the history of their existence and the impact of their behavior, right? Which is... When people say, like, now, we should just love each other Don't and forget about it. Right, 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 they right, want right. to basically just not think about some stuff that happened in the past and right. just move into this next phase yeah. of our existence just like it did. not happen. Like, right? mm-hmm. And that's not love. Right, 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 This is what Lace, I'm, I'm pointing Raymond. at Casey. <laughs> 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 this is what Heavy does. Yeah. yeah. That's real love. Yeah. When you say, no, I'm mm-hmm. not going to lie. Exactly. Say, no, I'm going to look at me, I'm mm-hmm. going to look at you, I'm going to look at everybody around here as deeply as possible and compel us to be open and honest to each other, even to the point where it is painful. That's love, right?
1: Right. I just want to point out that Todd is pulling these quotes out of the He's, like, not reading notes. It sounds good. Word for word, they are correct. Speaking
0: of love, I guess I did want to, like, ask about this one critique of the movie. Um that has come up and actually came up in like, this like intense conversation that Adria and I had with a friend, but also in this essay that we can link to by Mary Frances Phillips, who is um, a professor in the Department of Africana Studies at Lehman College. And she, and it's, a, you know, like one of the ways I read her critique is that in some ways, Tisha's love for funny becomes her only thing, mm-hmm. right? And um, the, mm-hmm. this, is to, this is from her, so I'm reading the essay, and she says, um, and, you know, and she's talking about sort of Daniel's trauma. In telling of Daniel's trauma, Tish is hidden in plain sight. She narrates the story, but amidst context on who she is as an individual mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. What are her ambitions and passions? What mm-hmm. is her educational background? What is her relationship with her friends, her mm-hmm. community? Mm-hmm. Does she have a life outside of Fani? She lacks the kind of character development granted to Fani. Um, and then she sort of goes on to ask about, right, so in some ways, um, conversely, like, Tish just lives for Fani. Mm. Her entire existence revolves around him. This is still um, uh, Philip's words. She's docile, soft-spoken, meek, independent. She's domestic. She cooks, but we don't even know if she's a good cook. Her identity, character, and strengths are hidden if not completely portrayed. And so she talks about a couple of those, you know, so where they um know kind of in that scene which is actually we should also talk about that scene right like we're in that they're that grocery store and like the cop confronts Mm -hmm. them and she like puts herself Mm -hmm. right in between Fani and the cop and then when they're like together like Fani's mad right Mm -hmm. so basically and he says and don't ever try to protect me and then she says but you were trying to tish says you were trying to protect me and he says it's not the same um and so this author basically argues that right like they like the film doesn't do justice to kind of the intersections of race and gender, particularly when it comes to Tish. Yeah. Um, so I was kind of curious about what people thought mm-hmm. about Tish in that mm-hmm. particular way, right? Like mm-hmm. that she, yeah.
2: Well, I was just thinking um, back to earlier when we were discussing um, kind of Victoria and the way the film yeah. mm-hmm. um, kind of handles her experiences and just really realizing that, um, Adriana, as you mentioned, we get this backstory of Victoria and mm-hmm. where she comes from and why she ends up and how she ends up in kind of New York. and But we don't get anything similar to mm-hmm. for, Tish for Tish, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we, we get a sense of her at work, right? Um, but any other time, and she's in, and that's really the only time where I think we see her maybe alone, Oh, um, interesting. we see her alone sometimes kind of grappling with the effects of being pregnant, mm. but then there's there's always a sense that that's that's an extension also about of funny right yeah. exactly um, and so mm. she's never really alone. We don't get a sense of i mean basically what uh what Mary Phillips is saying anything about her life and backstory. I think we get more um we get more in the in the book about kind of her her faith tradition how her family right. grows up and they go to church sometimes we really don't get a sense of her um in the movie in the movie um mm-hmm. so i do agree i do agree with that um, but i guess I'm, I'm just thinking kind of more so about Again, Todd, as you mentioned, kind of James Baldwin narrating mm-hmm. black women characters and what we miss when we don't allow black women to kind of write themselves and speak mm-hmm. themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think part of that is wow, at first I thought, oh, this story is narrated, it's about mass incarceration and the effects of, you know, police injustice on black families and it's narrated through you know a, 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 a female mm-hmm. character oh yes mm-hmm. but then mm-hmm. there's still some glaring absences mm-hmm. in the way that Tisha's developed which is especially interesting because other women in mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. book get mm-hmm. more development mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. she does mm-hmm. um it's like there's um so i mean i have to say like I, I feel
1: really protective of the movie and of Tish um, at the same time that I can see the value of the critique. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it happened in steps, mm-hmm. right? So there's, you know, the novel and the way that like it may, you know, like Tish's portrayal might already be slightly angled, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. of the story that, um, right. you know, Baldwin needs her to tell right. um, about love and Mm -hmm. fawny, right? Mm -hmm. And so like, there's a kind of question that uh, gets posed, which is, you know, what is the value of black love in the face of, Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, this white oppressive world and in particular justice system? Mm -hmm. And the answer is channeled through then, love and relationships, right? right? But then I think Barry Barry Jenkins kind of strips it a bit further because what I got with the novel is, like, you learn so much about Tish by the way she sees the world. Yeah. And she's telling the story. So, like, she's not interested in telling us about herself, right? Like, it makes utter sense to Mm. me. In but a I novel...
0: Think, but even in the novel, that you just said that she's interested to talk about herself. But you think if it was a male narrator that he would talk about right. himself?
1: Not necessarily. Hmm. No. Like, she is telling us about the world around her. She tells us about her family. Hmm. She has this keen eye for everything happening in her life. Hmm. But she's, she's not, like, telling us about, like, who she is because she's telling us about herself relationally. Right? In, Which is a
0: very gendered thing to be, And And way. that's fair.
1: And that's fair. Yeah. But what happens in the movie... Because I think that works in the book, and I'm okay with seeing this as part of, like, the process of narration. Mm -hmm. What happens with the movie is that it's really hard to understand how the camera and the way the camera sees the world is actually how Tish sees the world. Because it isn't always aligned, right? Mm -hmm. Right. And then, like, these narrative moments, these, like, over um, voiceovers are sometimes a little clumsy. Right, like mm-hmm. that's not yeah. the best part of Barry Jenkins' kind of. Um,
3: yeah. yeah. Although those maybe are like words
0: straight from the novel. It, yeah. Yeah.
1: Right. Voiceover yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. in film is always like clunky. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> I mean, I not know.
1: always, but I think these a ones particularly of, are because yeah. maybe of this kind of shift that it's making, yeah. where you've got this omniscient, right. you've got an implicit omniscient narrator, yeah. and then you get you know kind of pulled back into hmm. Tish's um, understanding of the world, and it's just hard. But
2: again, I think I think what I am just having a hard time with is that. Tish seems like she's just a vessel, right? Yeah. She's a vessel for this story, yeah. she's or a, a vessel for these messages for the baby, a vessel for the baby, yeah. right? But when do we get a chance to understand mm-hmm. kind of the circumstances of that vessel's creation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. Could, all right.
3: <laughs> Excuse me, three women. <laughs> <laughs> let me. That's man <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say
0: quickly one more thing, though? Like, I think your point about... Sorry. Did you
3: just interrupt me?
0: Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) I think it's reverse interruption, so it's okay. (laughs) But I think your point about work, and I think the other point, like, our friend was insisting on, was this idea that, like, Fani works, but, like, that's not his passion, right? Like, he's given this, like, passion that he has as an artist, and you see this, like, Mm -hmm. the beautiful things that Mm -hmm. he creates, and, like, he has this, like, outlet for his um, creativity Mm -hmm. and for, like, Tish... There
1: isn't that. Yeah, her right. beautiful is creativity mommy. is there. It's, it's funny. Right. It's right. absolutely spot right.
0: right. yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Go to it. <laughs> <laughs> Things are getting a
1: little, that was,
3: little crazy. That was nothing. Nothing, <laughs> <happened>. <laughs> nothing <laughs> dropped. Um, well, no, I was thinking when you were talking, Adriana, uh, I think your analysis is pretty brilliant about like a, a first person narration mm-hmm. might, by dint of like what it is, leave out. Um, description of the self because they're telling you a story about other people. Yeah. So that might be part of it. So, I mean, but I also think, I mean, I totally agree. Well, I agree in most all ways with with, with what Philip said and what Crystal said about Philip's, and I think what you're suggesting, Anita, too. I mean, I think this is, it is, we. I do not acquit Baldwin of a failure of imagination Mm -hmm. in drawing a female character. I would not do that because I, I think, you know, in his, in his whole sort of body of work, there's not, there's, no there's no good well there's there there's a there's a couple there's two there's two yeah, What about because
0: i think we're actually saying that it's in some ways it's worse well that's what i was about to say i think yeah. that
3: probably in the film it's even worse because in the novel you do have these um passages of narration right. where she's so i was mm-hmm. thinking okay so she maybe she's not and i think this is very much piggybacking on what you were saying adriana is that you know, maybe she's not talking about, you know, her job or even her creative kind of impulses or anything like that, but she is, t- she's like thinking mm-hmm. and talking about the city and talking mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. that she sees. I mean, yeah, there's sure, a kind true. of-
1: She's uh, this politi- fully yeah, political, fully formed political voice. Yeah, yeah, there's a sort of
3: critical kind of uh, power in, in, her, in her voice about yeah. subjects mm-hmm. and about what she sees, but it's not, she's not talking about herself uh, uh, most mm-hmm. of the time. And because she is so, um, you know, connected to Fani, and Fani is such a powerful—I mean, I think we would, we wouldn't deny that Fani's like this powerful presence and figure yeah. in some way. Um, that maybe that's part of it too. But I think you know there there are some there are lots of different factors that are contributing to this. I agree with what's being said, but I think there might be yeah. some ways in which—and you know what else yeah. is left
0: out from the novel? You know that the cop actually, like, follows that's Tish right. and harasses right. her, mm. right. but in this, like, really creepy, mm. like, not like a, I'm gonna, like, um, hurt you, but more like, I wanna, like, have sex with you, or, like, right. sexual harassment, right. which is, like, right. totally gets left out of the movie now that I'm thinking about yeah, that's true. it, mm-hmm. which is kind well, of interesting because I think the, in the storm novel, moment has a, like, a, a... This is actually, in the lava, it's after that. He, like, follows her, and he, like... Because I feel like that was, that was charged. That, that was yeah. charged, but I think the movie reads that as, like, charged because of Fanny's danger, right? Maybe oh, both, I maybe think there both. was a sexual that's... aspect there too. Okay. It okay. felt like,
1: uh, you know, like yeah. there was a violation of space. Okay, and a moment where it felt like he, I mean, because you know, he focuses on faces. Jenkins is like, yeah. here's okay. the face, that's here's fair. the, oh my god. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. fair.
0: Because I feel like, you know, because the other thing that like Phillips ends with this kind of basically that this idea that the dangers that black women face are left out, right, including, mm-hmm. right, sort of the statistics about black, pregnant black women, right? Mm-hmm. And that's, like, coming out a lot, too. And kind of thinking mm-hmm. about, like, how her stress... And there's, like, moments of when she talks about that. Yeah. But, like, that also gets left out. So I was like, oh, yeah. So actually, in the... To actually give Baldwin a little bit more credit, like, he does actually mm-hmm. <laughs> talk a little bit more about Tish in ways mm-hmm. that talk about her racialized and gendered. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, body he, in ways that I think actually you the get movie the, leaves out. You
3: get like the scene in the store where she talks about how men treat her in the store when she's selling this perfume, and it's very mm-hmm. it right. suggestive. Yeah. Oh, right. and that's just, right. That's right. That, that was right. really right. well done with objects. that, too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 And I think that's. Yeah. A, so, uh, yeah. can I say quickly um, <laughs> i knew this is <laughs> happening again um i just want to say i think am i right that regina king was nominated for yes yes Oscar?
0: best supporting yeah. actress best
3: supporting actress well deserved yeah. i Ooh. think and i'm wondering like is was brian tyree henry who played daniel carty was his scene like too short to be yeah i wish I it was longer he was it was amazing. really amazing he was he it was, was amazing. amazing for like six minutes or something that he's on the screen but yeah. also
0: Oscars are so white again, uh, again. Yeah, yeah no the Oscars are again. terrible this year there you year. go there um, you go
3: but I cannot I just cannot stress enough like how much I really love this film and yeah. I, I you know like I'm an old crusty uh academic <laughs> person now so I basically hate everything <laughs> uh, people are like you oh
0: you gotta go see this
3: movie I'll be like uh, you do realize
0: movie. you said that exact same thing about homegoing
3: yeah, because well, yeah. like, that's me. Said I'd that's love it. that's yeah. who I am. <laughs> um, but so it's a rare occasion, homegoing being one of those things. <laughs> and uh, in this movie, when I go to the, when I actually go to the theater yeah. and see a movie, I liked Widows. I went to see Widows. Oh, oh that, that was, was so good too. Also also a yeah. Sense. yeah, yeah, yeah um, But I'm trying to think of another movie that I saw. Oh, like I'm not even going to say it. Getting... <laughs> no, I like Moonlight, but
0: not the Green Book.
3: No, I need to go see, that. That, see is, that.
0: We went to I see it. Like, that's oh, another story. No. That's an, yeah, oh, I, know, no. I know, I know. Oh. I can't even believe right. that that. Anyway. <laughs> Wait, do you want to
3: mention
0: another other movie? I Should just, we move on? No, I'm not going to mention the other movie, so <laughs>
3: I'll get in trouble. But I just want to say again how much I really like this movie and what a, what a so pleasurable beautiful. experience yeah. it was to see yeah. it at the at the theater. It It's not a perfect movie. It has problems, right, there, right, you know. Right. But it really is a really great movie. And in terms of being an adaptation of this novel, I think it does a fairly good job. Yeah. And for, More like, than a, a good job. I yeah, think it for, and for this being, <laughs> yeah. like, my least favorite of all the novels, it made a really, really great movie. Right. And if also, can... if
0: it's still playing in theaters near you, yeah. go check it go out, check go, it go it support out. black directors, go support black art.
1: And I was just going to say, actually, if you can see it on the big screen, yeah. Yeah. Right. it's board really board board. worth yeah. seeing yeah. on the big yeah. screen. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Um, all right, so we're going to wrap up by going around and saying what's one thing we're reading Anybody want to start us off? Yeah, I can start us off. I
1: finally work. finished Nicole Chung's All You Can Ever Know, a memoir, which is basically about her uh, decision as a Korean-American adoptee to look for her bio mm-hmm. parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's a it's a really soul-searching book that details how painful that process is because of how it makes her adoptive parents feel. Um but also, like, because the stories that she finds on the other end of that, you know, of of that journey, are are not always pretty. Like, there's some really beautiful relationships that she manages to forge, but it's, you know, it's nuanced. Um, and in fact, you know, the deci- she makes decisions to not keep in touch with some of her bio family. Um, and so, and I also really love that one of the things the book traces is she gets pregnant and has a child, you know, kind of at the beginning of her search. And by the end of the book, you get the sense that, of how important it has been to her to have this journey and figure out more of her story, in part because her daughter is starting to ask her, what does it mean to be Korean? Am I Korean? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she is becoming and growing into her Koreanness in some ways at the same time that her daughter is. Mm-hmm. Um which is, you know, just not the way we think about race. It's not the way we think about belonging. And so it um, challenges a lot of the ways in which we think about um, what it means to be a person of color um, and what it means to have culture. Mm
2: -hmm. Thanks. Um, I just started reading, well, background, I just came from uh, basically a three week trip to South Africa, Mm -hmm. and so I'm still processing that trip, but um I just started reading a book written by a South African uh, journalist and writer called Doggy Dog, and it's by um, Nick Malongo. I um, mean, it kind of tells the story of the generation of young South Africans who are kind of coming of age right at the end of apartheid. Um, and so it follows the story of a of a young black uh, guy who grows up in Soweto and 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 considers how he is navigating kind of South African education, um, you know, during this post nineteen ninety four period. Um, and so I'm just at the beginning of it, um, but I, it'll be interesting to kind of read that as I kind yeah. of continue to reflect on yeah. on the trip.
0: Thanks.
3: Um, so I'm reading a book that actually Adriana said she was reading a few episodes ago, and it's M.K. Jemison's The Fifth Season. Was I that?
1: am dancing. I'm so glad you're reading <laughs> yeah. it.
3: And, and if you go back and listen to her recommendation from a few, I don't remember which exact show it was, but <laughs> it was like the most like positive, you know, I effusive so recommendation <laughs> you could ever get. So <clears> I am now reading it, and I'm about uh, 80 pages in and I'm it's I'm still getting oriented into it because mm-hmm. it's a it's another yeah. it does a sort of second um second person mm-hmm. address a little bit and, and it's it's kind of difficult mm-hmm. um but it's super super cool so far so um, I'm really uh, what I have like about 700 pages left Yeah, well yeah because like this is only the
1: first novel in. in the trilogy the Broken Earth trilogy oh, yeah.
3: well this this book is about the size of a phone book and so I, I've got two more to read for it so I'll get through this, one at a time.
0: <laughs> um, and I'm reading this novel called Ghana Must Go by Taye Selassie, which mm. is a novel about a Ghanaian, Nigerian, American family, and it kind of starts with the death of, like, the estranged father in the family. And it's kind of told from, like, multiple perspectives, and it's, like, about migration and family secrets, and, like, there's a lot of, like, perspective shifting and temporal shifting, which honestly got a little bit confusing for me, <laughs> so it's been a little bit of, like, wait, what's happening? Who's this? <laughs> so I'm still figuring it out, but I'm still in it. So, um, just quickly, a few things. A, we have a new website. Thanks to Mandy Dong, who's an amazing Carlton student. We love you, Mandy. Uh, So, we'll post it on Facebook. So, check it out. And basically, for each of the episodes, we have the episode itself, but also a list of all the things that we randomly bring up about, you know, other articles and things like that. So, check it out. And then we'll be back in February, or actually maybe early Early March. Early (laughs) March. That's right, that's right, at the intersections of Black History Month and Women's History Month (laughs) to talk about Michelle Obama's memoir, Becoming. So look for that. Check out our new website. Uh, We're on iTunes and Stitcher and lots of other things. Did you give our website address? Oh, yes. So our website address is... TheDrippingSpoilers.com yes. Is it .com? Yeah. Yes. <laughs>
1: I think we're just all going to get used so to saying that TheDrippingSpoilers.com the dripping Which we are
0: really proud of. I'm pretty sure it was Crystal who su- suggested that. So. <laughs> yeah. Woo! yeah, So check us out on all the things. Check out our website. Let us know what else maybe you want on there in terms of information about episodes and we're happy to try to figure out how to put it on there.
1: Yeah. And tell us what you think.
0: Yes. Yeah. All right. Thanks y'all. Thanks y'all for listening. Um, Go read books, go see great movies, and we'll see you in about a month. Bye! Bye.
3: (laughs) You've been listening to another brand new episode of The Drip, recorded at my house in St. Paul, Minnesota, where it is currently about zero degrees. The Drip is written, produced, and edited by the All Spoilers Collective, which is Anita, Adriana, Crystal, and me. Our mascot is Bash the Dog. Our music is by Lord Jordan X out of Kansas City, Missouri. We'll be back early in March for a discussion of Michelle Obama's memoir, Becoming, which everyone is talking about. Until then, have a great Black History Month and a peaceful shout out to Carter G. Woodson, who started it all. See y'all later.